0: okay this is uh conversation number two between marv and uh deb i am going to become a fly on the wall and let you two discuss whatever issues you might
1: okay okay so what do we how do we start here
2: i did send i didn't send you an email till this afternoon that um
1: yeah. I, I uh, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. I answered that I received it.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah.
2: I uh I went on a dog walk.
1: What's that? I went on a dog walk. Oh, dog walk. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Got to walk the dog.
1: I'm right. I I know what a dog walk is. <laughs> uh, okay. So, let's see. You said you'd like talk about social justice and immigration.
2: Yeah, over time. I don't need to have those on the board today. But over time, those are topics of interest to me.
1: OK, you'll, yeah. Um, OK, well, and I'm I,
2: passionate about education.
1: Edu- uh, what about education?
2: I'm passionate about education, but that's another thing.
1: Oh, yeah, OK. Um, but, Okay, you saw my suggestions or not?
2: I issues? did not see yours. I know your first one was the one we talked about. Yes, last time was First Amendment, and what else?
1: And free speech, uh, oh, censorship. Okay. okay. Uh, my other uh, other issues uh, that I wrote myself were uh, factors needed for unity. Oh, okay. And decline in public morality. Mm. <laughs> uh, that's a biggie for me
2: all right well I, you know i'm willing to discuss anything
1: okay so uh you want to start with uh free speech okay so how does this work you want me to lay out what i
2: yeah because i'm, pretty, I'm we, pretty open here so
1: things that we could i think we could agree on okay I don't know what we could agree on, but um,
2: I know we can agree on a lot.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Not so sure. Um, we'll try. So um, free speech, uh, you know, it's one of our constitutional rights and we um, have it in this country right now because um, I think because um our social media purveyors are censoring people. So what do you think about that? I know they're private companies, but they have a monopoly.
2: Right. Um, I don't know. You know, um, I think it's pretty important to be able to have free speech. I mean, that's basically a tenant of this country. Um, but, and so one of the things I, I have thought about when you brought up this topic is that Steve and I were in a law academy. He's a lawyer. And so he knows a lot more about the law. But one of the things that happens is new technology comes up like social media. Um, or like texting and then people are, and what happens is the legal field ends up having to play catch up. Mm -hmm. So like texting and driving, like, you know, people texted and then they were driving and then they were crashing and running into other people and stuff. And so then you realize, oh, we have a a safety issue, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and so then the law comes along and tries to moderate um and i don't know exactly how that plays out with free speech but um i think you know when they took away Trump's Twitter account and eight days later, the amount of misinformation going around decreased by 73%. I think we need to take a look at the data and impact of people, you know, I I think we need to take a look at that, but I don't know what that looks like.
1: Well, you'd have to, you know, your definition of misinformation is probably a lot different than mine. So we, we don't agree on that aspect, not only Trump, but uh, a lot of other people who had opinions that um, social media thought was misinformation were banned or silenced or, and even Apple and uh, Amazon have uh, cut people, cut Trump off. And I think, uh, you know, people are getting fired because they say things that are considered conservative or against the left wing. Um, victim. You know about that.
2: No, I mean, I don't really even know what you're talking about.
1: I'm, I'm saying co- certain companies uh, are, have fired people because they spoke out uh, on social media which uh, the things that they talked about are labeled misinformation by the people who run the social media platforms. So that's what I'm talking about. You're not aware of that.
2: Well, I, I, I am aware of the fact that there is a division about what facts are in this country regarding pretty much everything that's important, like the election and the pandemic. Um,
1: what does it have to do with free speech?
2: Well, you're talking about misinformation.
1: Uh, no, that's what the left calls it. I, I call it free speech. Oh, okay. Free speech means that you can say anything you want as long as it's not um, liable. Even, you know, what people call hate speech. You should be allowed to say hate speech because it's speech. There is no such thing as hate speech, in my opinion. Well, it's speech.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I, but I, I'm gonna go back to science of mind and say it's the power of your word. And you have the power to create with uh, um, positive and uplifting words and thoughts, and you have the power to do the opposite with other kinds of words and thoughts. I mean, that's what we, we basically, that's what we're about is using our thoughts and our words to create a world that we would want to live in. And so I think that we can see a real contrast just in the kind of words that are being thrown around. And I, I think that that's interesting but it 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 impacts people's behavior and what kind of world do we want to live in
1: we want to live in a world that allows free speech (laughs) not speech that is considered by somebody inflammatory or misinformation
2: You know, um, I taught AP language for a number of years. And one of the things that's kind of funny, we used to have to teach was what loaded language is, you know, and it's heavy, heavy hitting rhetoric and it has an impact. And it also has, it has a physical impact on us too. When we hear those words or those thoughts or, um, you know, it, it depresses our immune system.
1: So... If you're so
2: I, so I, I choose to uh, not really, I choose to filter that out because Good. I uh, regulate what I, uh, my input, I, I mm-hmm. take responsibility for my input. Right. And, and uh, so I'm careful.
1: Okay. Fine. That's your prerogative. Uh, and it's, your prerogative to filter things out that you don't want to uh, hear or you don't wish to yeah that you don't want to think might influence you but that's your prerogative that has nothing to do with free speech you know nobody is supposed to do that for the population um, a good example would be the uh, Ku Klux Klan in Skokie, Illinois, you know about that? Uh, yeah, Ku Klux Klan. They uh, they decided that they were going to have a, a parade or a march in Skokie, which at that point would have, had a lot of uh, Holocaust survivors uh, in their population. And the town, I guess, didn't want that to happen, but I think the ACLU stepped in. And uh, they can, they, they said that uh, that the town should let them, let the Ku Klux Klan uh, do what they want because you know they have the right to free speech, no matter what the people don't like about their speech. That's the way the country used to be. Not only that, but you, you have cases of kids uh, in high school and certainly in college uh, saying that their professors stifle any conflict that the student might have or um, uh, a disagreement with what the professor is saying um, and will we'll fail them or give them low grades if they don't count out to the professor's left-wing ideology?
2: Well, I would say that the purpose of going to college is to learn how to talk about controversial issues and different points of view. Right. Um, I went to a college where that's what we did for four years as we sat in Socratic seminars in groups of 12 to 15 and talked about different issues Some we had opinions about some we didn't have opinions about Mm -hmm. Um, so i i I would say that um that is not my experience um now i have three children that went to the ucs and uh i have a kid that's got a phd from ucla and we you know, I, I've never heard any of them, you know, feel that they couldn't express an opinion, that it had to be meet certain criteria. So I, I just have to say, in my experience, I haven't had that. Okay, well, let me, uh,
0: let me back exactly. in. I think that, um, you know, you've certainly laid out the issue. It doesn't look to me like it'd be too productive to go any farther
1: yeah today there's no
0: there's Anybody no unity
1: nice... on this pardon there's no unity on this
0: well i think that one thing you might consider for future conversation is that free speech has always had limits um you know the most famous uh, and i think easily understood example is you can't you're not free to yell fire in a movie theater but you are
1: right? you are able to to give your political opinion in a in a public forum
0: i think that you it is you know that there need to be definitions because of technology and that um you know i agree with you it is not clear today and that is unfortunate and it is a pillar of a free society what's not clear What's, what? Do it, you mean, that's not what clear. would be the equivalent of in today's world of yelling fire in a fireplace or in a, a, a theater? Because yelling there are in
1: the <laughs> Yeah, it still stands. Pardon? That example. Yes, that example
0: still is still stands. Right. So free. You know, you're not free to say anything, anytime, anywhere. We need new definitions. We need new regulations. Absolutely cutting. What I believe in is is accountability. I believe that anybody should pretty much in the political realm, be free to say what they'd like to say, Mm -hmm. but there should be accountability for uh, the speech to the extent anybody else is injured. And, you know, right now in the political world, it's virtually impossible given the prevailing rules to hold anybody accountable for anything set. And there are things which I believe have an impact similar to yelling uh, fire in the theater that doesn't have anything to do with yelling fire in the theater. Fire in the theater. And I think that there needs to be... Um, uh, uh, anybody who says anything or who publishes anything, one of the things, I, big things I think you need to do is uh, is come up with rules for these social media platforms. I do right. not believe in prior restraint. I don't think that a, a platform should be able to say, you don't get to talk here. Right. However, if they're going to talk and if they're going to publish, there should be accountability but that needs a whole lot of work and a whole lot of definition. So I think we have a real issue and it's one which it appears to me right now at this point in time is not one which we can find common ground on. So why don't we uh, uh, try another one?
1: Sure. Okay. Why don't you go, Dave?
2: Okay, so, you know, uh, Steve is the one who really introduced me to social justice. And so I'm very passionate about, um, well, we we did a lot of work with restorative practices, which is uh, using discussions with um, anybody, um, to, build community, but beyond that, so that when issues come up, people we have. So what we do is we sit in a circle and we use a talking piece so people have a way to talk about more difficult issues after they've had a lot of practice sitting in a community building circle. And then restorative practices is things like uh, teaching de-escalation and uh, peer mediation, and just basically teaching people how to resolve conflicts in a peaceful way.
1: Yeah, what, what is your definition of social justice?
2: Uh, equality, I think, equity. And That's equality right. is mean equal for, all, uh, uh, equity, I would say. Because, like in education, we say not everybody has the same needs, so having your needs met. So, equity uh, it across um, the communities.
1: Equity to me means um, equal op- equal outcome, which I don't believe in. I believe in equal opportunity.
2: Okay. So, and I,
1: I don't understand why there's a, why justice isn't just justice. What does the social have to do with it? That's what, one of the things I don't understand. Why, why are we setting up another type of justice?
2: I think when we talk about social justice, it's because what we're doing is we're doing it in a way that's social. We're not doing it just by laws or by decree. We're sitting around and discussing issues um, regarding justice because like we were saying, the the laws are unfolding as as technology advances, the laws unfold behind it. Um, And so social justice is really about creating equity in our society.
1: What what do you what's your definition of equity?
2: Well, there I would say uh, having opportunities that are equal for all people, which we don't have in our country right now. Um, I would say that for education. I would say it for nutrition. I'd say it for housing.
1: Yeah. Okay. And that it's. It, Equality and opportunity is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, I, I worked at the most Stephen, Steve and I worked at the most diverse high school in California and uh, you know uh, it's uh, America is a very segregated place. And if we didn't uh, go to that school, we wouldn't understand the circumstances that our students live with and um, very expensive to educate people who live in poverty, particularly people who have experienced generational poverty. So uh, and I think that's why I'm passionate about education.
1: Yeah, Okay, I I am too.
2: Great equalizer.
1: Um, So we agree that um, I don't know. I think we agree that uh, there should be equality and opportunity but not an outcome. Do we agree on that?
2: And so about not an outcome, in other words, that we just don't, that people, there's accountability that people have to be responsible for themselves. Is that what you mean? No. What do you mean?
1: Well, I don't, I'm not crazy about this accountability um, phraseology. I don't really know. I mean, that's up to, I don't think that's up to society to determine or the government or our institutions.
2: Well, what do you mean by outcome? Like how people's lives move forward? I mean,
1: I mean, people uh, equality and outcome would be everybody gets the same thing.
2: Oh, no. no, 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 no. We would never go. Well, I, no, no, everybody does not get the same, but, um,
1: that's what that means. That's communism.
2: Yeah, that is communism. Everybody gets the same.
1: Okay, we agree uh, on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, um, so I, I live in Cardiff, and so I see what educate. Oh, actually, I grew up in in Connecticut, so I I I had a very different education than the education offered to our students at Crawford, and I think we've done a very good job there. But you know the amount of resources in comparison to what I had. Now I'm in a different state, but it, the amount of resources that I had, the kids have available to them versus what, anyway. So I think that that's something that needs to be dealt with. I think that those who have fewer resources probably need more support in terms of education, for example.
1: Yeah, okay. I. They probably do, but the question is, how do they receive that? So I still don't understand the social justice, how we can agree on, what, what do you want to, what kind of unity do you want to have around social justice?
2: Disrespect for other people's points of view, for every point of view.
1: That's nice. So... You can't force that on people.
2: No, but you can also agree to disagree. You can come to a point where you can say, well, I understand that you have your position and I'm, I'm a little bit over here. And I think that, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean that everybody has to be swayed or come to a, a one consensus. I don't think that's necessary at all.
1: Right. But there are these so-called social justice warriors who seem to feel that way? You well, know I, what they are.
2: I, I don't know what a social justice warrior, but it sounds like a um, it sounds like a contradiction to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Okay, we agree on that. But yeah. that's a terminology that's widely used nowadays. Maybe more so in the conservative area, but it's definitely a common term.
2: Well, one of the things in the social justice movement is use a lot of indigenous kinds of things like sitting in the circle, um, having little rituals, an opening, a closing. So, you know what, maybe they're drawing upon that. I'm just being funny, but. um,
1: Yeah, I don't think so.
2: It's Yeah, it's really the whole thing is really very based on indigenous coming to peace. Uh, We talk about restoring, repairing. Uh, we have a ca- like what Steve has up above his well he doesn't have it today is something different but he is rock which is um, um, uh, well I want to say what is it so rock it's
0: accounting yeah. <laughs> what
2: yeah. is it
0: no, it's repair the harm. Oh, offender- it's
2: repair
0: yeah offender accountability oh.
2: Right, offender accountability.
0: And community safety. These are the principles used in dealing with a young person who has violated the law and where there there is a need for accountability. The question is, do we do something constructive that has a possibility of benefiting everybody or do we just flat out punish? Are we punitive or restorative? And uh, geez, I just talked to a friend of mine from Omaha, Nebraska, which is, you know, Nebraska is as conservative a country as uh, you can find. And they are in the Omaha Public School District. I was almost shocked to find out that there is a significant movement in restorative justice in Omaha, Nebraska, which is great. But getting back to um, you know, this question of uh, opportunity versus outcome. I think I agree with Marv because uh, when the government gets too involved and you know, that's really, you know, sort of a subjective thought and chooses winners or losers on a kind of legislation Mm -hmm. that doesn't have anything to do with opportunity. Well, it could have something to do with opportunity, but it does, uh, it can have a lot to do with outcome. And it's not the government's place to ensure, you know, who wins and who loses. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we get to the question of legislation, um, you know, on the left, if you will, on the progressive side, it offends me. I, I think we
1: have to. I think we have to agree on those terminologies. That would okay. be something we could we could have unity in. Right.
0: right I so don't me, think
1: they're the same thing.
0: No, the, the, uh, and and neither do I. Uh, I think that you know, from the left, you look at things that offend me, like the uh, special treatment that insurance companies have. You know, they are excluded from um, the uh, antitrust laws. and that picks winners, it allows markets to be divided and reduces competition. Um, uh, The fossil fuel industry with all of these making billions of dollars and getting subsidies, same in agriculture, you Mm ensure. Now, you know, it can be that everybody has an equal opportunity to go uh, say into farming, but the government guarantees you know, dairy producers, essentially, a profit through milk subsidies, and uh, farmers are paid for not growing crops, mm-hmm. which is crazy in a hungry world. Um, and then on the other side, when you get into, uh, you know, from the conservative side, uh, typically offended by, um, oh, a quota system or affirmative action or, you um, Things that tend to give the um, uh, lower socio socioeconomic uh, class uh, an edge on somebody, you know, somebody who is white and grew up in a privileged environment. And as you're talking about Crawford, I never considered myself privileged. Um, you know, my he went dad, to Crawford. I, I went to Crawford. He went to Crawford. Yeah, and graduated in 1965. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. we had four thousand people and there were like if you included foreign exchange students out of forty one hundred students, there were five people of color. When I went that there, was the now, opposite. Yeah, now you need a magnifying <laughs> glass.
1: <laughs> in, okay. in my Sorry. high school, in my high school, which was very predominantly white, we had very few black students. Most of them lived in a particular area of the city. And yet we selected uh, a black fellow as president of our class.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I think that there's, uh, you know, there's lots. We're, uh, boy, this half hour went uh, fast. I am, uh, I've been sitting here on the edge of my seat and really do think that the question of Uh, what is justice is one which deserves some more attention. Um, And uh, uh, I think that, you know, maybe talking in terms of the free speech issue in terms of what regulation, if any, should be in place with these private companies. Is that I really think is a bad, bad, bad problem. Uh, And I view it as a problem that's universal, whether you're conservative or liberal. Uh, And it, it, you know, and it needs, uh, you know, it needs a lot of work. Uh, Mm -hmm. And just because you guys and probably me included can't, uh, uh, maybe can't agree, I think we can. Uh, maybe get to a point where, uh, you know, we can talk about regulations or how how do we do it? What do you do to a platform that says, I hate the concept of prior restraint? I mean, to say, you know, to tell somebody you can't say anything is really not right. But, you know, to hold, that's the... <laughs> I can't get it off. Okay, uh, t- timer. Yeah. Hey, we're past our time. Yeah, but hey, I I think this was really good. You guys, you know, maybe text your or email yourself back and forth if you got a new issue or let's follow up on uh, you know, the, this question of justice. And uh I I think there's some you know, there might be some uh, something to, you know, develop from that, Uh, at least listening uh, from the uh, fly on the wall position. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll uh, gather again next week, All right. four o'clock, you guys have a great week. And I thank you very much. I was very uh, stimulated by this conversation. So uh, if nothing else, you've made me happy. <laughs> okay. Have a I good day, It night, guys.
2: reminds me of college. Yeah.
1: Good. Take care. Bye. Okay. Bye Mark. bye. Take care. Bye. Take
2: care.